0: We'll mm-hmm. Hey friends, Dr. Joseph coming to you today and we're here for day eight of our podcast going through 1st Timothy and I'm going to be reading 1st Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. I'm going to be reading out of the New American Standard Bible. Uh, So it says here, it's a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, it is a fine work he desires to do. An overseer, then, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnacious, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. He must be one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity. But if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? and not a new convert, so that he will not become conceited and fall into the condemnation incurred by the devil. And he must have a good reputation with those outside the church, so that he will not fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Now, when we come to this passage, this is uh, one that uh, has recently, honestly, in... um, uh, Southern Baptist life even become the the focus of attention uh, because it's it becomes kind of this way in which uh, Paul is defining uh, to the church what are the qualifications of a pastor. And so whenever we look at the original language of, we see this word, desires to be in this office of overseer. Overseer is where we get the uh, word episkopos. Uh, that's, that's the way it would have been in the original Greek. And so you have uh, you know, you have a lot of words and offices that sometimes get lumped into this, and so uh, you have pastor that would be here under this uh, phrase, and you have uh, bishop was a way that this was used in the church. And in fact, Paul even writes later on to Titus and gives some of these same qualifications again to Titus as he's organizing and setting up the church as well. And so you have all this... It's coming in, and so it kind of gives this way in which Timothy was able to uh, set up the church and, and help to know who was going to be qualified in order to serve in this role. And, and so with this, whenever we come to this, we, we've we got to understand there's a little bit of just the clarity of Scripture. And the clarity of Scripture speaks to what we would hold to here at New Vision, that the the office of, of pastor is to be that of uh, a man at this. And you cannot deny that that's what Scripture is saying here in this moment. And so that's what we hold to in this. Now, are there other roles within the church that, uh, that women hold? Yes, there are. But whenever it comes to the role of pastor, uh, this is one that we hold to as a view of, of this is what Scripture says is to be a man. Now, I think sometimes when we come to this as well we can get confused and be like well does that diminish women in any type of way? Well no, it's not meant to diminish women in any type of way. In fact, uh you look all throughout scripture and you see the the role of women being used in that way, but we have to remember as well that the way that uh God desires for the church to be reflected is a reflect of the relationship that he has as well with the church. And the way that, that he has with the church is even going back to the way that God originally designed uh, humanity. And so it's with this husband and wife. I mean, the man was um, created first and then from that became the, the woman. In that. And with that, man was given a special role, a special task. Once again, that does not take away by any kind of means the uh, equality that's there for women, it just means that they have a role that they are to to live out uh, to not cause confusion, to not cause any uh, uh, problems within that. And so that's why God designed it in that way. And so because of that, he's designed the church to be in this way. And, and so does that not mean that we're not saying that somebody's not a believer if they've Hold to a different view from this. No, this is a secondary issue. But whenever we come to Scripture, we see as well that this doesn't impact somebody's salvation if they believe a different way from us. It just means that this is the way that we believe that things are to be ordered within the church, and uh, and because of that, we submit to what God's word says. We submit to the authority of Scripture during this time, and so I, I want to kind of move beyond that though, and I want to kind of say. What are some of the things that we need to remember when it comes to uh, pastoring, when it comes to even uh, understanding the role of a pastor? What are some of the things that we need to see here that Paul really emphasizes uh, for a pastor or for somebody that even desires to be in the role of a pastor, an overseer of the church? Well, First, you need to see God looks at the heart, and uh, Lifeway put out a great article about this, and it really just kind of explains a little bit about this. If you kind of go back to David being the king, you know, what, what was the thing that stood out about David? Well, it said he had a heart, you know. Everybody was easily looking originally at Saul and his physical appearance, but God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart, and so... Uh, you, you see a little bit about that of whenever they're writing about how he must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, uh, temperate, prudent, respectable, hosp- hospitable, able to teach. Those are things that reflect the heart during this time. Now, the other thing, too, that that's important for uh, a pastor that uh, we have to remember is that family matters. It talks there about how the husband of one wife, but it also says in verse 4, must be able to manage his own household keeping his children under the control uh, with all dignity and, and i think this is important to remember in the role of the church is that family matters just as much to the pastor and he's that's his first ministry i want my children to say yeah dad is awesome pastor but I want them more than anything like that to say dad is an awesome dad. I want my wife, Brittany, to say Joseph is an awesome husband. Right. And most of all, between all of them, I want them to say that Dad, that Joseph as a husband is a great follower of Christ. That is my first and foremost role uh, to do. And, and the other thing too is that we see, you know, here is this um, others come first. Uh, once again, uh, it talks about how that there we're to be respectable, hospitable, able to teach, uh, gentle, peaceable, uh, free from the love of money. Is that we're not building this up for our own purposes, for our own kingdoms? No, that we're to put others first. And then we're to pursue accountability. It talks about in verse 6, not a new convert, so become conceited, fall into condemnation curbed by the devil. And so we're to have an accountability relationship. Uh, And then the last thing there is that a good reputation means that somebody's able to share the gospel with others uh, and they have a good reputation with those outside the church so you won't fall into reproach and and so we ought to be able to share the gospel now that doesn't mean that we're perfect by any kind of means no because listen i fall every single day pastors ministers uh, we all fall every single day we mess up Uh, but we also know as well that we have a call that's placed upon our life and we don't want to do anything that's going to hurt the gospel that's going to be a hindrance to somebody coming to know christ and and so that's the that's a very important thing to remember when it comes to the qualification for a pastor not to have somebody that is perfect by any kind of means but to have somebody as well that wants to share the gospel with a free heart free mind and be able to do it in a way that is not going to hinder the gospel going forward in any type of way. And so you might say, well, you know what, Joseph, that's uh, that's good and everything. But uh, I've seen before how this has been abused. And yes, I think we need to understand as well that there have been uh, pastors that have taken some of these roles and taken some of these things that have uh, have hurt the gospel going forward more than they have uh, um, helped the gospel in those moments. And we have to remember as well, God works beyond those things. He is sovereign. He can use anyone at any time, you know, for that. And that's not to say as well that God does not restore people that have been broken. God can do that. Uh, But we have to remember as well that there is a call, a call that's placed upon uh, this called to oversee the church, that somebody is willing to step into and to help minister and share the gospel going forward. And there's a lot that's at stake in that time. There's a lot that families go through in this moment. And know as as well that pastors are, are carrying a lot of weight in this time, but we're also called to help equip the saints to do the work, to help not just Uh, see what platforms we build, because it's not about us. It's all about glorifying the Lord in all things. And let me just tell you as well, you have a ministry. You don't have to go through a pastor to share the gospel. That was one of the early um, errors of the church. Is that they thought everything had to go through. No, it's what's greatly called the priesthood of the believer. You have a responsibility to share the gospel, to go and live out this faithful call as well to serve. And know as well that God wants to use you uh, in great and mighty ways. So as you just carry that forward, just remember these words as we... uh, uh, just live within the church, the body of believers. Live under this authority of Scripture to follow uh, follow Christ in this way. God bless you guys. We look forward to connecting the next time as we come together uh, for our podcast and look forward to seeing you on the next one. God bless.